I'm in this dungeon, aka my basement. Theories of the devil, dead on the pavement. Should I think my lane switched, and maybe I'm an atheist. I'm chilling with Lucifer, and we got some doobies lit. Conversations about religions and what groups you're with. Like making money off communion and how it just doesn't fit. God, you created us, but we all lost. Caught up in this game, and we're looking for a cause. Trying to carry on, can you light my path? I feel I'm falling real fast, and I might just crash. I couldn't make it last, trying to find my Lewis Lane. Now people looking at me like, Mac, you spilling all your pain. But I find it funny when you speak of my name. Someone always finds a topic with something to say. Like, hold up, wait, you ain't even getting paid? At least me, I've been paving my way. So fuck your opinions. And screw all these judgments. You try to walk in my shoes and you see I be juggling. Everywhere I go, there's just not enough loving. Oh, we see these good people with their head low struggling. It's time to rise up. Hey, hey let's go. What nervousness, nice. man. <laughs> Come on. What ner- That was solid, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I used to uh, think I wanted to be a rapper back in the day. It's never too late. And you still uh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's never too late. We got a full house today, man. Thanks so much, guys, for coming on to the show yeah, here. Thanks for having us. Uh, pleasure. Uh, lately, we've been doing a lot of shows with a lot of bodies in here. I'm kind of glad that I had a big table built. Yeah, uh, for this purpose, it's a beautiful man. table. Yeah, so, it so we've got sustainment. Uh, you got where's the name come from? How does uh, it all get started there? So it started back in 2015. Stay closer to yeah. So it started back in 2015. Uh, we we're gonna be empire sustainment. We we're gonna sustain your empires, and whether that was in I like your that house too. or yeah. whatever. So you know, I kind of thought that was abroad, so we changed it to sustainment construction. And how long has it been? Eight years now? Eight years, 2015. Yeah, nice, man. Good for yeah. you. And we don't have the whole team here. No, no. no these no. are, uh, you know, I like to call our core four, direct line of communication in okay. this room. All right. And, uh, you know, Zach's our framing manager. So Zach runs a crew from anywhere. So from welcome, there. Zach. And then uh, Taylor. Yeah. Yep. And, and then Garrett on yes. this on my side here, right? So yes. anybody who's listening, uh, fuck you and just watch the video. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you can meet everybody. That's the whole point of videos, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So Zach's our framing manager. So Zach's managing a crew of framing all time. Uh, how many guys? How many girls? Uh, it's all guys right now. I have just uh, four. four right now. Yeah. Um, one job to the next job to the next job kind of thing? Pretty much, yeah. We've been on one for a little while now. We did the cottage, and now we're starting the boathouse. So. Nice. Yeah. Busy there. You guys ever go south of the 401? Uh, yeah, man. We, we I mean, I built a business down here in Oakville, Burlington. Okay. Um, 2019. It's better up there, though, huh? Different lifestyle. I'm just yeah. saying it's better mm-hmm. up there. Uh, just, a different <laughs> life, just a different lifestyle in general, man. Like, okay, sorry. I interrupt you. So your framing manager, Garrett, your, yep. your duties? I do siding and uh, soffit exterior finish management. Nice. And Taylor? Uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, yeah, so done. Taylor's kind of in the lineup to kind of be introduced to our next management position. So that would probably be framing for Taylor. Okay. Um, but Taylor's very skill set. His skill set is, you know, it's enormous. Uh, really amazing with the exterior finish stuff. Um, but definitely, I know. I've seen the work online, man. It's It's like it's it's good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. De- definitely. I know zooming in. I zoom in, right? I'm, yeah, I'm oh, yeah. done with these Instagram <laughs> filters. I zoom in, man. So it's good. It's good. Yeah, so yeah. Totally, yeah. We definitely stand by our product. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Let me share the deets. I got to do a few little shout outs. So uh, Mac Robinson's here, but the whole crew's here from Sustainment Construction. Uh, sustainment.ca is on a website. You can find them there. Mac at Sustainment.ca. And then on Instagram is Sustainment Construction. Uh, obviously, I'm finally wearing my old shirt. This is what I'm wearing. This is an oldie, but a goodie. It works 
still. But I do want to give a shout out to Matt and James from M&J Electric. Huge shout out to the Dynamic Duel. It's always great talking to you guys and the conversations we've had plenty of, whether it's on the phone or on DMs or whatever. But check them out. Uh, website is mjelectric.ca. Uh, follow them on Instagram, which is m and the word and j electric, and then contact them at uh, info mjelectric.ca or mccarthy at mjelectric.ca, and also check out their story on this show and show number three two one. And then I also want to do another shout out because Andy Dillon, this was actually, I get all these emails and I haven't done this in a while because I've been swamped. Uh, he just sent me an email saying, hey, Manny, love your show. I listened to it uh, and another construction podcast to stay current in the industry. Also found out about the apprenticeship service program on your show and currently in the process of signing my son up as an apprentice carpenter. Today, I heard you talk about Joe Valerio, small world. I worked with Joe and his father on a church in Chippewa, Ontario, over 30 years ago. Say hi to him for the next time that you are talking to him keep up the good work and that's andy Dillon. he's the chief building official township of central frontenac uh he's way out there in charbot lake i don't even know where this is andy i apologize man but uh it's good to hear from him so over to you guys now uh i always say yeah. where do you guys want to start this man like why is there a love for construction between the four of you guys uh, or a hatred you guys can share both it's more <laughs> of a love yeah it's definitely a love in our uh little niche environment that we've Absolutely. created um, What's the first thing that comes to mind, guys, when you think about construction? Hard work. It is. Yeah, hard work. Yeah. Uh, and I think creativity a lot, too. It is. Yeah. Especially in the exterior finish. You got to plan it out. Yeah. yeah. What like do we say, boys? Just slap That's it out. Everything. Plan yeah. your work, work your plan. Yeah, That's exactly. what we say. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's cool. That's what we say. How do you educate the client? It's not necessarily educate the client to get to where... Not, not, you guys don't want to educate them to get to where you want to go to it's educate the client to give them what they're looking for because no client is as visual as a tradesperson. A hundred percent. Um, I think what we do with our exterior finish packages is we do a lot of mock-ups. Um, so we're, you know, mocking up corner, interior corner details, outside corners, Good trim guys, details man. into the soffits, um, mitered herringbone soffits. Um, personally, my favorite is the herringbone. I yeah. like how we can chase that around the buildings. Um, that's planning. That's planning. Major yeah. planning. Yeah, yeah definitely. You yeah. know, you know, you got to have the backing where you need it and your soffit framing. Um, you know, you've got to know where to start, where you're finishing. Yeah. And you've got to chase that around. You know, some of the builds that we're working on can be up to 11,000, 12,000 square feet. Yeah, there's no sheds, man. There's definitely <laughs> no sheds. Like, I mean, a boathouse is 2,700 square feet that we're building these days. Um, so, you know, you've, you've got to really have that visual from the start. Um, so we show up, the steel's done. Um, we're now doing a lot of decking. So we're using anchor shout out to anchor Trevor, Alec, um, bringing them up and they're taking care of a lot of our e-pay work. Uh, so they're doing a lot of the decking for us. And then it starts the upper steel, the framing, the exterior finish, and now we're doing a lot of interior finish for those boathouses just because it's getting chased from the exterior to the interior. Of course, yeah. So we're, we're, we're pretty full spectrum on these boathouses. And um, I think it all just starts with a good set of plans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you guys have drawings and they're just whatever. There's those few scratches from the architect or designer just says whatever decking or siding, whatever they choose, right? Yep. Spec it out. But then you guys have a conversation with them and try to get a better grasp? I mean, because it's, or you guys always just build as per exactly the drawings that they're asking for. 
We're a lot of build per, but there's a lot of changes. Of course there is. Always, so, yeah. you know, yeah. you've got to be able to be there, be able, be able to explain this is the problem we're running into. This is what we're seeing. For instance, we're on a boathouse project right now where we've got an upper sleeper deck. We've got an upper sleeper deck, and, um, you know, it's got to be drained down through a soffit, returned down through a wall, through the deck, into the lake. <laughs> and uh, so how did you guys, was that, sound sample? was it drawn? Was that chase drawn? It was drawn, <laughs> but it was poorly thought. Because I'm not too sure how a drain is supposed to go through a 14-inch LVL. <laughs> it doesn't. It can't. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got to be able to think, okay, here's our problem. What are we going to do? Now let's solve it. What are the clients asking for, guys, like siding-wise up there? What, I mean, you mentioned ePay. Uh, I'm just assuming, they're, are they asking for the composite siding? Are they asking for the wood siding? What are they asking for these days? It's pretty much all wood. It's all like wood, a, eh? Yeah, it's like so basically all maintenance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They oh, understand yeah. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. You guys are offering that as well, too? Uh, no, but it's funny, actually. We've actually spoken quite a bit about putting together a maintenance program. You have to. I think anybody yeah. in trades? 100%. Follow through, man. 100%. I mean, that creates your residual client base. Yeah. That's super important for us. I mean, being all young guys, we've got a long way to go in this industry. So that's something we spoke about uh, briefly and that I think in the next year we want to plan and take into action. So what's the go-to siding? Uh, timber thane right now. Okay. Everybody's using it up in Muskoka. Nice. It's We're like white pine, cedar. Depends which product you're going for. It'll last a long, long time. Yeah. As long yeah. as you maintain it's, it. you got to maintain it. Right. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's getting full sun or what have you, but yeah. as long as you maintain it. Yeah. There's a reason why all the homes were built that way centuries ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I think what I'm thinking is, you know, a yearly clean. Yes. Uh, I think that's essential. And I believe that it should be painted at least every five years. Just to keep the color up. Just to keep the color up, keep it nice and fresh, sealed. Am I one of the few idiots that actually appreciate the natural patina of fading or like... Annie, I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that silverness that Mother Nature just kind of bakes and it kind of just looks weathered and a little bit of cracks here and there. Not not structural cracks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why does everybody want that perfect pristine color? Am I talking crazy here? Or what's I, I think it can look good when it wears a bit, but yeah. a lot of people just like it fresh all the time. And I think it's a lot to do with the clientele. Yeah. Yeah, like high, high regard to detail. I mean, they're obviously all smarter than us. <laughs> so not necessarily. Uh, I've had my arguments before. <laughs> so they, they're not smart enough to build a house. You got that's that right. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So don't ever put yourself down as a tradesperson. You got skills that they don't have. They may have skills that you don't have, but you definitely can build a house. I can appreciate that. They can't yeah. do that, right? So, And then you also have had plenty of canoe trips, so you can kind of express your opinion about what you've seen on site, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I like about the trace people. You guys have seen what works or what doesn't work. And like you were saying about the chasing the water, mm-hmm. like some people can draw it, but it doesn't necessarily transfer on site. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that happens more often than, than, than not. in in, you know, these high spec builds, um, there's a lot of detail that seems to get missed. I mean, we've got a project uh, that we're working on right now. And I think we're on our, Seventh set of drawings. Fuck. Yeah, I had yeah. a meeting with the designer last week. What kind of changes are we talking about? 
it's like unforeseen like things that they didn't necessarily see so for instance we got a flat roof and a bump out so the flat roof ties into the bump out but on the engineered spec drawings they didn't think about how they're going to hang the flat roof off the bump out so <laughs> you've got an lvl coming across yeah yeah i'm, I'm trying to visualize it myself so man. is that going to be a ledger yeah. Is that going to be built into the bump out like a floor system? So almost like a rim board? What's it going to be? Wait 24 hours, you get a set of drawings. It's going to be a ledger. Wow. <laughs> and you're on the seven on this one particular yeah. project? Yeah. And we've, uh, I'm, I'm expecting we'll see some more changes. Does that frustrate you guys when you're on the site and you start building something and all of a sudden, okay, now we got to cut back or change, remove? I hate building things really well. And then mm -hmm. having to dismantle it. Yeah, I agree. I get used to it to a certain extent. Yeah. I know it's going to happen at least once or twice. Sometimes it's more. Sometimes it doesn't happen that often. But Well, what were you doing yesterday? Yesterday we were um, still working on blocking for that lower deck. Um, prepping for the upper deck. Oh, then the house afterwards. Moving an LVL. Uh, yeah, we had to move a, an LVL back six inches because the homeowners wanted the fireplace moved. The so whole fireplace. The whole fireplace, basically, yeah. But the floor system was done around it based on the original plans. They came through and, for whatever reason, didn't like it. So They walked through the house and they saw where the fireplace was going to be? Yeah, exactly. They've been coming every two weeks how or so. How much did it so move in? How, how far back? It was, um, we had to move it six inches the one way. <laughs> Not very much, but. But a lot of work for six inches. Yeah. Tell that to anybody's wife. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just. Uh, I set you up for that. Yeah, one. I know. I know. <laughs> Whatever. Send your send your hate mail. I don't give a fuck. I won't read it. <laughs> um, I mean, it's. I've been that way too. Like I've been really critical about literally moving it just such a small amount, just because it kind of fits perfectly, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I can't fault them for that. If they walked in and they saw that and they wanted to move that fireplace six inches, then it's justifiable, in my opinion, right? I wouldn't be huffing exactly. and pumping going, "You guys are crazy. This is stupid." Yeah. No, you guys to put it exactly where they want it right well i think our team's mindset is the client is always right yeah yeah and that's something that we have to respect and we'll do what you need to and we'll make it right we'll, we'll make it to your likings but you know how that works but it's also, they, I think it's important to have conversations with the clients and as long as they're letting know the whole team why that six inch move is necessary mm -hmm. like it, it can't just be like i'm in a mood i came in here and i don't give a shit just move it no it's they've got to be invested in it as much as you guys are invested in it right for you to yeah. kind of oh, say yeah. we're on your side we got you back we're gonna move this here's the problem solving our team has spoken to each other and here's how we're gonna make it move and be efficient about it because mm -hmm. it is gonna cost it's it's a change order at that of point. course okay. so you gotta you have to now rack your brain on how much that's gonna cost yeah. to do it and then get back on track right so yeah. and you got to be fair with them as much and th that can only happen if they respect you and understand explaining to you why that six inches exactly yeah. right that's yeah really cool. and we have to be respectful in the manner too of you know change orders are tough in this industry because some people like them because it's a opportunity to capitalize on money yeah and some people you know absolutely hate them and they've got to burn through that and their bookkeeping and see how that's going to work and i think some people have it dialed down and some people are still trying to figure that out 
So what we do a lot for our change orders is we, we keep it simple. We charge them time and material. Um, so we use a construction software called Noify. Okay. Um, so that's basically our hub for our employees to check in and check out, and it manages time. It's all geo-tracked. Um, so we can, we're able to set up a change order, scope of work, set it up as a time and material job, and you know, sign into that work, complete that work, and know exactly how long it takes, and then charge time and material for that. Do you guys find it easy to, client must ask you guys, what do you think this change is going to cost, right? Do you find it easy to assess that dollar value, that time value? I, I, I do. You're hogging the mic, Mac. <laughs> I'll be sorry. more on him anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry, boys. No. Um, I, I, I do because I've been in the game long enough to you have an expectation yeah. as to how long something should take. Got it. So, you know, you can value that at a, at a rate per hour or you can say, you know, that's going to be a $1,500 change. It's all about but pull the band-aid back and just fucking have the conversation and just yeah. be very professional about it. Explain yeah. it, uh, dissect it, get them to understand where you're coming from, right? 100%. And then that there's no resistance at that point. And I think in the builds that we complete, I think it, a lot of people understand it. I mean, we're not so invested with the clients. We're more or less invested with the contractor that's hired in full spec Okay. Um, so we're not directly dealing with a ton of clients. Um, a lot of clients aren't even really dealing with the builder. We're, they're they're going through a designer. They're going through this, through, you know, different avenues. And um, I, th I think, you know, my relationship and what's important for me is to have integrity with our contractors who we are subcontracted through. Here's a question for you guys, because I just thought about this when you're bringing up that that's a valuable point. Do you think clients have more conversation time with their architect and designer, or do they have more construction time discussing things with you guys? Because I have a sense that they spend far more time designing the process, talking about ideas, trying to figure shit out, and then give it to the tradespeople to build it. Yeah. But don't yeah. discuss things with the tradespeople on building the process. And I think that there should be more time valued on site discussing the actual build than the design process. What do you guys think, think about that? Yeah, some clients, uh, they do like to pop by once a week or every other week and discuss how we're going to uh, work around problems or see the different mock-ups that we will put up for them. Others, they can't really be bothered. They want to be sent a picture and talk with their designer. And but yet uh, they've had like a year or two beforehand with all kinds of design process and conversations and meetings and all kinds of stuff. And they were charging them hourly or whatever it was, right? Yeah. And then they just expect you guys to make magic on site and just oh, deliver yeah. it and not have the same kind. Like, I, I, I guess I'm trying to get to, they should have already included you at that process. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, I think as we progress in business, I think I'm always thinking of ways to progress personally, business-wise, and I'm a big, big believer in proper communication. Yeah. I think it's so simple to communicate properly with somebody. Yeah. It's a pickup of the phone call. It's, it's a text message. It's an email. It's an email live. 
not 24 hours later, not 48 hours later. It's, it's live. That's how you, you get to the bottom. That's how you, you get the answers that you need. I think in this industry, sometimes with our clients, um, that wait time for simple answers can be so much simpler. Oh, 100%, man. Yeah. Sometimes you guys are literally on site waiting to swing the hammer. Oh, yeah. Yep. And they don't realize that they're there. And then all of a sudden, they're with their friends, so, you know. So I said to that guy, and they're just talking shit, and they're not realizing that there's a whole crew waiting to move forward, right? I think Garrett can explain a little bit about that with one of our projects right now. Yeah, right now, um, I'm waiting on two other trades and organization uh, to be completed. Like, I need the roof to be finished so I can tie this off it, or the siding into where the roof is laying. Yeah. And then I also need, like the, with that hit, the east trough that we were talking about earlier, I need the plumber to plumb that in the soffit so I can finish the soffit. So I need them to finish all that so we can move on. So how do you guys quantify that downtime? Like when there's, the production's not moving forward? Well, we <coughs> find other work yeah. um, to do on that site. So okay. for instance, you know, we're right now, in the exterior finish of that building but we know the interior finish needs to be completed so let's hop on framing down these drop ceilings yeah so we're able to kind of but the thing for us it's kind of like a scurry right um you're you're you're, you're going from one task to now a completely opposite task it's hard to shift gears it is yeah and it, it takes a day or two it does yeah right so i think some of our other team members you know they we have we have slower times. It's not always go 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 go. Yeah, you know. But as long as I guess you guys, you you Matt, you've taught the crew. Once you have that pause, let's say in production, you guys are already thinking. You're looking around the site. In the back time. of my mind, I'm always kind of yeah thinking of what else yeah. can be done. So yeah. there's usually not a lot of kind of things grinding to a halt if yeah. we're waiting yeah. on one thing. Um, but then there's been times where. We have other jobs on the go too, so and we're, we're not we're, and we're, we're not talking about like modifying our tool belts to make them look cooler or shit like that. We're not, we're not talking about that. No, no, those no, kinds no, of no. creative <laughs> things. Nothing like do, that. Right? Hell no, no. <laughs> we're always thinking like two, three, four steps ahead. What you needs to, to be done next, so yeah. we can mm. always have progression. You never, yeah. we're never stopping. Yeah. There's always something that needs to be. I've done. I've always said it. The purpose that we're in construction is to get to the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To deliver the product that yeah. we said that we've sold. So you got to know the steps. Yeah. You got to have a method, right? I love that you guys do mock-ups. Mac, did you quantify what the cost benefit associated with a mock-up was? Because at first, like, it spends, you spend time doing that and presenting it to the client. Um, yes and no. Um, I think if we were all on the same page right off the jump, I think spending the time to do a mock-up, is worth it because you're not yes. getting through something and then somebody saying, well, what about this? What about that? It's all clean, cut, and clear right in front of you. So right mm -hmm. as you get out, out of the jump, you're doing your mock-up. You're figuring out the detail. It's approved. Okay, it's go. Yeah. Listen up, guys. If you love top-line products and are interested in a dealer opportunity, you're going to want to hear this. I recently installed a box gobbler wall insert from MB Sentinel on the garage wall adjacent to my front porch to make a secure locker for my package deliveries. Let me tell you, the user experience is pure freedom. I can now make returns right from my home and I don't even have to be there. Even knowing what it was supposed to do from the get-go, it still made me smile when I experienced my first delivery. If you want to see the scope of work the install requires, you can find the video on my socials. So... 
Check them out, mbsentinel.com, or call them directly for dealer details at 1-800-910-4251. And again, that's 1-800-910-4251. It's worth it to us. It's 100% worth it. I think so. It's going to speed things up. It's good for the team, too, because they can visualize what needs to happen and what the next steps are going to be. And you can send them off to go, can you focus on this aspect of our mock-up and get that going so we can, you know, move ahead. Am I right to say, because I haven't been that proficient in and doing a bunch of research on exteriors, cladding, materials, and siding, and things like that. But is there too much, man? Is there, like, too many players getting into the game, or what's going on here? Um, in the sense of, is there too much what? Like, too much material or too much? Too many material? options, too many trying this, trying that. I'm saving the planet with this one, and I'm, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just, you know what I'm saying? It's like all these little marketing hooks are coming out of the everywhere to use the product when I'm trying to think, like, as a client, I'm confused. What products should I be using? I I agree. Like all these composites, you know, we're working with Lux panel right now, which is an aluminum um, to save. I don't know if it's a buck or, you know, there's a lot of design into these builds and there's a lot of substrates and there's a lot of textures and I don't know what the designers are selling. It, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll I don't stuff. want you guys sometimes, to get in trouble. I'll get in trouble. I don't give a shit. You guys want to write cue cards sometimes against me, and I'll say it. You think right? a designer just wants to try a new product because they want to yeah, do it, that's right? That's exactly and where I, I'm going. You. And I I'm like, it feels like what we're doing with this Lux panel right now. It's like, let's just try some Lux panel for fun on this one. Well, yeah, you just yeah. try it on your weekend yeah. when you're like, yeah. and then that's figure right. out that it doesn't work. Let, let's send 18 pack. I don't care about the brochure that makes it look pretty and everything's great, but it was also photoshopped and designed a certain way and it wasn't built. Like, I want to talk. That was my biggest gripe when I was speaking to like tile uh, salespeople, they would always say, I've installed this over and over. I've installed this. And every time I heard a salesperson ever say that, I say, can you show me the job where you installed it? Well, no, no, no. I didn't install it. I sold it to somebody who installed it. So then you didn't install it. And I got a good review. I want to speak to somebody who installed it. So if you got designers that are just getting this brochure material and it looks pretty and looks beautiful and it's all Photoshop heaven. Mm -hmm. It's not serving my purpose here. No, it doesn't always translate into real life. It's funny, I never really thought about that uh, Photoshop heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, on. One of the products. Photoshop it, AI these days, come on. One of the products <laughs> has 18 components in it. Yeah. And they didn't send like a, a pamphlet of what goes where. <laughs> so <laughs> little stickers on no, the back that no. says A, B, no, C. No, so we have to spend four hours organizing it all and being no like i think this goes with swedish this. guy on the back just showing yeah. you how to yeah. put it together no really 18 components yeah yeah that's crazy and what do you guys do when you guys get that mock-up mock-up yeah, yeah, yeah but that's yeah. what i mean it goes back to the time of the mock-up and yeah. it's like if it's more it's a complicated mock-up it takes like a weekend or something i think the thing we've been talking about a lot is it'd be cool to start seeing more designers come onto the job site Mm-hmm. And 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 see what's happening, and maybe even have a conversation. They designed it; they know what components they want to put where. They don't make the util uh, Louboutins, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to say, but they don't, man. No, they don't. <laughs> that just gave me an idea. I think I should take a pair of work boots and paint the bottom reds, and then send it to the designers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They'll get, get a little, get a little right, right now. Loop. Certain designers listening. How, going, how do you how do you pronounce <laughs> that? <laughs> Louboutin. <laughs> <laughs> but I I agree. I think everybody that's attached to the process including the clients should be on the side absolutely if you want to have a conversation have a side i mean facetime is the next best thing i guess yeah. to do that we do a ton of facetime i yeah. can assume that because you yeah. guys are out there and it's 
they might be working other places in the world or even further downtown. I think yeah. FaceTime works for us because, um, you know, I understand what's happening where not necessarily it might not work for everybody because looking at it on a computer and knowing the process is much different than doing it, communicating with your team and knowing the next steps and being able to communicate that. But if you're on a designer FaceTime, I don't know if they are quite understanding what I'm trying to come across. They're, as. they're not 100%. You guys are on site as 100%. And, mm -hmm. and I say they're not on 100% because they're multitasking other things in front of the computer wherever they are in the world. Mm -hmm. So, And I've caught myself doing this as well. I could be on a, a Zoom call talking to somebody about something that has to be addressed. And my eyes and ears are already shifting to other things that are on the desk or around me. And my thought process is not direct to what the task is at hand. If you're on a site, there's nothing but to communicate about the construction. So you have to stay focused and answer this, especially if you tell them, oh, by the way, I'm charging you by the hour, which is not the case when it comes to us, but it mm -hmm. goes by the designer and the architect and engineer, right? Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Which is good if everybody's mm -hmm. on the same page to achieve the same meal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if everybody's building three different houses on the same location, then it becomes a disaster, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So you have to yeah. be careful. So that's why it's just like you guys are dealt with a bombardment of different kinds of material. Mm -hmm. I mean, framing and structural material is one thing, and that's that's another whole world too. People are starting to get that varies too, huge amount. LSL now a few times, um, a lot of times it's dimensional lumber, but depending on uh, yeah, the builder, the site, well, the zip uh, system. Yeah, yeah. I was just, just going to uh, work with that for the first time. Sorry, which system? The zip system. Okay, and what it's are your the, thoughts uh, on that? It wasn't. Um, it didn't seem as good as I thought. Maybe. Um, just with the foam, even when you're um, putting nails into it, it compresses. So it's supposed to be an inch and a half thick. We're trimming some of our windows to um, receive the finished trim with two bytes, an um, inch and a half. But then nailing that zip system in, it compresses the panels in, so it doesn't quite line up in that sense. Um, I don't think it might have the same shear strength with that inch of foam behind the plywood. Yeah. You're not right on, you know, wood to wood. Yeah. So um, even the build we're at right now, there's a lot of openings too. So. That's I my biggest thing with yeah. that product, mm -hmm. the shear. You see it? Well, we do uh, a lot of, uh, so we have a, a roto crane, and uh, we kind of try to build as if we're like almost panel building in a sense, where we're building in one specific place and then lifting our walls into place. And um, I noticed uh, a little bit of sag in that, shear, in that uh, zip system. On a 24 center rafter? No, uh, no, on a on a sixteen inch on center wall, oh, wall on a, on a wall. Saw, saw. I think I, it, like the nail's not grabbing like a sheet of plywood, uh. you know, because it's OSB. It's got an acrylic coating and it's got an inch and a half of foam, and you're th shooting a three and a quarter inch nail into it that you know might bend when you're you know yeah. moving that wall. So I don't know if that zip system is is great for that style of building. No. No, because it doesn't have that. Did you guys, uh, like, I, I got my opinions about it, but I won't share. Um, did you guys speak with them? No. Reach out to them and just have a conversation with them? Because there's, I mean, I, I love going into warehouses with any marketing brands and seeing their new products, and they show me the little display that was put together, and it's, like, perfect. But that's not real construction. 
that's what I have a problem with. So that's why I was saying, like, listen, get your ass on site here. I need to talk to you about, like, here's some pictures, and I'm going to send it to you. Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Explain this to me. That's a good point, man. Yeah. And, you know, like, I never even thought No, about no, because that. I, on, on drawings, <laughs> yeah. you've got, because, the, okay, so you guys use the zip system. Was it spec'd on the drawing? Yes. It was, yeah. So the architect spec'd it, or the engineer, sorry. The engineer mm -hmm. spec'd it on there, yeah. so you guys are using it. So now you're installing it as per whatever instructions right yeah but again i go back to boots on the ground and you guys are finding faults and you're not the engineers on site you're not the ones that are backing everything but you're building everything as per what they say and i think again that's just a new product bringing a new product into play like you know half inch plywood on a wall is great <laughs> but you know something about the the process of building now and you know, that constant flow of air and that thermal break. Great selling point. I go back to marketing, yeah. right? Like there's a lot of, and, and, and I, I still am a huge believer. There isn't one product that can complete an entire home. No. Like what I've learned from speaking with building consultants that have been on the show or even events that I've gone to, you literally... Or it's a melting pot. You are connecting products together. The problem with connecting products together, legality-wise, is like you start, they won't warranty it, right? I used to have this argument with Schluter Systems all the time. Like, Manny, if you do that, we're going to avoid a warranty. I'm like, ciao. See you later in the next bar barbecue. And, and <laughs> these, this one was good. It was steaks. So forget the burgers, right? <laughs> but I just like, that's where you come in as a tradesperson. It's your work. That's the warranty that comes in. But I think that you have to be ready to understand it's a mix match of products that connect together. So you would have the best products for soffits. You would have the best products for roofers. You would have best products for wall assemblies, window assemblies, door openings. There isn't, I don't care. Anybody can argue with it. There isn't one company that can make the entire house perfect. It doesn't work. No. no. no I agree. I agree. Same thing with tools. Yeah. And I know you guys yeah. are yellow, by the way. You guys are all yeah, yellow. No, no. No, no, walkie no. over here. Oh! Sustainment <laughs> 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 is yellow. Yeah. But, uh, That's what uh, I was saying. Wait a minute. I thought you got, well, how did that happen? Uh, it's just what I purchased years back and, uh, and they, they make all the tools that I. They haven't had you drink the Kool Aid yet, huh? No, almost. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've, had our, we've had our arguments about it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but that, that was my point is that like there's no one tool brand that has every perfect tool. No, it's no, never going to exist yeah. in, in no. the history of any kind of day of construction. It will never happen. I don't care what you say. You, there, there's some tool. Even Festool has some crappy tools out there, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, And DeWalt doesn't have everything. They've got some great tools, but they don't have perfect tools. And one in mind is multi-tool, man. DeWalt's got to change their multi-tool. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't mind their multi-tool. <laughs> it's so loud, man. So oh, vibrating. It yeah. Milwaukee's a, a much better one. But That's what I went with. But I, I don't like the, your multi-tool. Uh, I considered the DeWalt because I like the trigger aspect on it. Yeah, it feels good. You can ramp up the In power. the hand, the handle's nice. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I just think overall that building is <clears throat> becoming very complex. And I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. Um, gets you thinking, gets you problem solving, it, which is yeah. in, in our DNA. 100%. And I, I think a big thing for me is, you know, that's part of where I got my passion for this craft is the challenging of my brain. Yeah, for sure. You're always challenging yourself. You're, you know, sometimes you're second guessing yourself and you're talking with your team and you're, you're problem solving. And when you get to the bottom of it, it's exactly like you want, you know, you can stand back at that and say, wow, that was a good day. 
was busy all day, used my brain, worked hard, yeah. and we got the product that we want. But and also, if you didn't solve it that day, it doesn't mean that it can't be solved the next day because you'll sleep on it. Yeah. And you'll yeah. somebody's gonna yeah. wake up in the morning. Yeah, you're gonna always persevere, right? So, yeah. That's so. that's the beauty of construction, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I, I, I've been noticing a lot of, like, you guys are doing more higher-end builds that are going on, and I'm seeing a lot of those thinner vertical or horizontal cladding materials. Yeah. Are they, they look beautiful. Are they f- Mother Nature-friendly functional? Well, Taylor, why don't we let you explain this one a little bit? Uh, it's, we do see a decline in quality. Like, uh, oh, some of the okay. clients are opting for a five-eighths inch thick siding opposed to three-quarter, which is going to... Cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it uh, doesn't bear the weather as well. Um, well, these products move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know. A lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe not coming as dry as they once did. Oh, wow. Like, uh, I don't know, like we have some siding that buckles at times. They do... Uh, a vertical black siding and uh unless you double strap the building you got no ventilation and that's what the designers are pushing but obc's not asking to double strap no yeah. we are on our project it depends like now. There, there there's some detail like we've got a project coming out on uh, an island up there and we're doing um a board and batten nowhere in the drawings double strapped so all the windows are installed with a brick mold Okay. No double strap. So one layer of strapping. So you know what we're doing? What do you guys, yeah. Routering a channel in that strapping. Because you have to. Mm-hmm. And the windows are set. Have you spoken to the manufacturer? I'm going to leave that to the higher ups. Got it. Because, you know, I'm hired to do a job. I know, but it falls on you if. Mother Nature starts to make it move to a point where they're going to be unhappy, right? Well, it falls on me unless I've made it clean, cut, and clear that, yeah. hey, this isn't what I agree with. Yeah, but you're, but you're, but you're doing it the way I want it done. Yeah, got it. Are you? And s- we fall into that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You have to. You have to. Yeah. Like, what are you saying? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you going to say, right? No, you can't, right? Yeah. Are you guys seeing more building envelope details going on into the drawings right now? Yeah, or? with all the flashing So details. you're seeing a lot more. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, it's coming up more, definitely. Like, our detail. What is that? 97 pages? Oh, at uh, uh, Hubner. It's a book. It's a, a book, book of, of details. details. Like a book. From, from who? Uh, this is from Gren Weiss. Wow. Gren Weiss is an Oakville architect. Okay. And uh, 97 pages. Well, they, it's good for them for doing that because they need to start explaining all I mean, these variables. What did it's you think have. about working with that? It's good to have. Just um, pull, pull your mic. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Um, it took a bit of getting. You see, the plans are a little different than other ones we've worked with, but um, yeah, having that book is, is nice because a lot of times I find there's not enough detail sometimes. You get to a certain point and... Uh, you realize something's not quite clear. It's it's pretty well covered um, with these set of plans. You just got to be able to be smart enough to reference. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a lot to look at sometimes. But is it uh, clearly laid out the way it's designed? The book is it all set up properly that it's easy to find? It's it's pretty good. Yeah, like I said, it's just a little different than than other plans. So kind of once you get into it, get used to it, then um, all the information's there. So I guess my next question is: Is there a digital version of that book? Um. 
He's asked me that. I don't have a digital. Yeah, actually, I did just get. You did? Um, yeah, just for the boathouse, Ron. Now, um, uh, a PDF for it. So I use I use an iPad all the time too. We, yeah, we have you our can't paper do it on sets. the phone, man. You'd be zooming no. in forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do sometimes, but um, yeah, the yeah. iPad's much better, obviously, yeah. and um, it it's good and it's not. It's good to have the paper plans to compare, make notes on, but uh, just a quick reference on on site down at the. Uh, and at the build itself, um, it's nice to be able to just pull that up. And, and you see, check. this is why it's good to have a, a team you can rely on. Because while I'm out in the field dealing with a book, Zach's in the background getting the digital copy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so. But at least you have the knowledge. You have the, the what they want you to understand. So yeah. then you oh, can, yeah. you're on site. You're building, moving forward, right? Yeah. Exactly. And with, uh, I'd probably say... 65% of our builds we're framing and doing the exterior finish. Okay. So when we're framing, we're thinking about that more than somebody that that's just framing it. It's really nice. Yeah. When you guys are up there building, is everybody building the same kind of house? Are the details the same or there, is there quite a variety of different ideas here? Uh, sometimes it feels like you're working on the same place over and over, but there is a, I just Definitely get the a sense a lot of clients are just taking that white shaker kitchen style that I um, fucking can't stand and just bringing it on the outside and building the same house on the outside. I I I, I think there's lots of variety. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, you, you guys get some a lot of the you get, you get some timber frame yeah. stuff. You get the classic heritage home, like kind of what Zach's building now. Yeah. Then you've got uh, the ultra modern where the roof, the, the drop ceiling inside and the soffit is all coming into the window line and there's crisp lines and there's lots of detail up there. Everybody, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. wants what they want and uh, they're going to get what they want no matter what. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it's just being pushed in one direction or, or this. I think it's whatever the client really is looking for. Are clients taking advantage or are there restrictions on the building code up there, municipal, I guess, uh, taking advantage of the rooftops? Uh, in sense of, of throwing a deck up there, man, like using the space or putting a garden up there, or something. they don't care about that. It's just a, it's just a flat roof, and that's it. I have uh, I've yet to see that. Why not? I oh. look at it as square footage, man. Why yeah. not get on the roof? But I don't know if some mm. municipals are actually forbidding you from actually building on top of that roof, right? Uh, oh yeah, they definitely they definitely are. They definitely me personally, yeah, I'd yeah. be going. We have a lot of drawings as safe phase two. Mm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Another structure or a continuation of the existing structure? It's a continuation of the existing structure after final inspection. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Makes sense because you'll get the permit faster if you build something already. And then by the way, ah, this is what we really want to build. It's actually yeah. it's actually pretty crazy. Like sometimes you look <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. What, what are uh, the rules? Because it's funny how someone told me about um, you can't have a fireplace within it and a combustible structure. There's a certain distance, right? You have to have a wood burning fireplace mm -hmm. or a fire pit or what have you, right? Mm -hmm. But the moment you put a pizza oven, which technically speaking is a fireplace, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 it's totally allowed. What are the rules up there? What have you guys seen? Because I can see clients going, listen, it's not a fireplace. It's a pizza oven. It's a lot of like bathrooms by the lake you're not allowed to do. Okay. 
and stuff like that. Just where r- water runoff where is. Where water yeah. runoff and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of surprised that that whole drain that you guys mentioned earlier was going right into the lake. But I guess that's but it's just rain rainwater. Just rainwater. Rain rain that's why, right? Yeah. But even still, if they would have been so anal that it had to go into a barrel and French drain it or some shit like that, and they didn't want to go right into the lake. And, and look, I've been in Muskoka for three years, so I'm still learning. The rules. Yeah, 100%. And uh, it's much different. So there's a whole different aspect, right? City-wise or client-wise? Uh, so just just city-wise, and um, it, I just it's just a completely different environment. Okay, I feel like uh, I feel feel like it's it's tight knit. You don't want to step on anybody's toes. I get it. There's a, I mean, there's a population of sixty six hundred people in the winter. <laughs> That's interesting. Don't want to step on anybody's toes. So no, no, word will get out. Word yeah. will get out. Yeah. yeah. And and you know, as a being a young business, you know, I have a strong integrity to do what we say we're gonna do and stand by what we're gonna do. And it's that simple. And I think that's what we are as a team, collectively, sustainment construction. You know, we all have an integrity of showing up to work every day. Of you know putting our heart and soul into what we're doing where I think there's another side of uh, up north where people see the, the money. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm seeing it definitely now. And look, I moved up to the city out of the city in 2020 started in 2019 and uh, there's more people coming now. Of course. Yeah. Right, because you know they see the opportunity. But is there is there too much bad competition up there? Um, no, um, I you know you know what I see. I see a lot of guys that have been in the game for a long time up north, m- built a successful business. They're done. What do you mean? They're they're on their way out. They've been doing it for twenty years. They're happy. They've achieved. Time to move on. Time to move on, and that's where I think there is a good opportunity. But it's a different game with scale of work. It's big scale work, right? And it's not just hopping in to a build up there and thinking it's simple. Because I think that's what's happening is that people are getting sick of the city, seeing the work up there. Oh, this is going to be a walk in the park. It's not. It's complex. It's complex. It's also a structure that's not used year round, right? For most clients. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah when you think about it like that, well, right? No, You're no, building, they're yeah. not. You might be full time. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. might be yeah. there for a month, yeah. a year. Exactly. And then yeah. either you're renting it out or it's just sitting there empty, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. you also got to wonder, homes still need to be looked at and nurtured. You can't just leave it empty for a period of time. That's what a lot of uh, the big builders are just like basically going to, call it like the big three up north so you got tamarack okay you got mazanga build and hld okay and they're like full spec builders from earthworks blasting foundations framing all the way to when a client is coming up they're bringing firewood okay so stock in the fridge everything stock in the fridge everything so those are like the big three. And like, you know, these companies have 200 employees, machines, everything that you could imagine. And, you know, 
they're they're how you can compete with that. Well, you can. Not when you're a, a small business and you're trying to stay in your niche little market. I know, but I mean, like, okay, I always, I joked about how every construction company could have the Apple mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't stop you from moving forward and thinking big, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's true that, like, you never say, I want to be a big builder. I want to get to that level. Mm-hmm. You honestly have to tell yourself that you're already there. You're just on that path heading towards that. So you can compete. And there's always, like, man, Netflix blockbuster. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. there's always a yeah. big entity that yeah. you look up towards. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't stop you, and it shouldn't stop you from being a small entity today that's going to be a competing entity tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That should never stop you. And I think that has a lot to do with not necessarily one person. I strongly believe that Noah is probably the only one that could build a structure by himself. But the thing <laughs> is that in construction, everybody needs a proper team. And it's your team that's going to motivate you to kind of move forward to be a competing entity to those brands. So mm-hmm. there's always big brands. There's always going to be big fish, but there's always going to be little fish that are going to challenge the big fish. 100%. And, uh, you know, you know, we do a lot of work with HLD. They're probably one of our biggest contractors we work with. So we see the whole one side and one side of it. But and you see where the good and the bad, and you see the potential. You see opportunity. You see definitely. You're, you're yeah. making. I notes. think. Yeah. I think that's something we talk yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, quite a Often, bit yeah. of a, a, yeah. of our team. Like, okay, what what can we do to be better? What, like, especially when you're playing with a big fish, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So it, it there's it's it's good that we we're able to see that side of things. Um, so is it intimidating for you guys? Like, is it? Well, you just want to do the best all the time. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Even Tom Brady didn't make his marriage work. Like you can't, (laughs) it doesn't. You can't be perfect every time, right? Like that's true. You got to learn. And in all fairness, you need to fuck up. Yeah, it it happens, of course. Yeah, but yeah, I always try to put out the best work. Yeah, Yeah. whatever happens, happens. I think I think everybody's made mistakes. You know, but if you can come up with a better mm -hmm. mousetrap, if you can come up with better ideas, if you can see a new product out there and try to figure out, okay, 18 components, how do I make 18 components down to like a really easy, simple task Mm -hmm. versus the next person is just going to look at it and go, it's just 18 components. I'm not touching this. I'm not figuring this out. I don't give a crap about it. Mm -hmm. But if you're challenged and you want to to achieve that, that's what sets you apart, right? No? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. agree. Um, Never really thought about it uh, too deeply i think i think it's easy to get caught up in your day-to-day and just 100 percent. then add your personal life add your personal life yeah right so it becomes challenging and then you got to still figure out how to move forward how, how to build the business yeah yeah i think that's where i'm at in uh business right now because you know i've been so hands-on for seven years of business and um i'm at the stage now where we're trying to see what's next for us and how we're going to get to that next step. And I think last year when I sat down with these three guys right here, that's kind of when we really decided that, okay, we've got a good group of guys, people that I personally trust. You know, you guys come around my family, and, you know, I think we're we're collect- like we're going golfing after this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going to go have some fun, you know, and yeah. you got to have a little fun with the work. Well, you guys are going to talk business. You're going to strategize. You're going to come up with solutions. Yeah. Of course. That's yeah. part of the reason for it, right? That's, that's right. So now um, for me, 
I've definitely, in, especially in the last seven months, I've taken a little bit of step back from the tools and now working on, you know, now we've all got emails, phones, and these are the things that I'm working on to create that direct communication line in our, in our company and to build that structure of what I want and what works for everybody. Are you nervous about that, Mac? I mean, the question is the same for you guys, because I, as much as I appreciate and respect anybody who starts in construction, there's going to be an end. I don't give a yeah. shit what you say. Everything, oh, yeah. Beginning, yeah. middle, and end. At everything in life. That's how it works. So are you intimidated by that stepping back process where you're thinking, well, I'm the only guy that can really do this? Which you're not, by the way. No. Right? So it's like, there's other people in the crew, the business, there's other people, but you have to take a step back to grow the business forward. You have you have to. You, it, but you guys have inevitable. to do that same. At some point, you guys are going to have to hand it off to somebody else, whether it's a kid or whatever, partner, what have you. I don't know what it is, but you guys mm -hmm. are going to have to make that end decision. Yeah, and I think that's something that's always on your mind too, right? Because, you know, as much as we're we're all friends and you know it's business and yeah. you know you never know maybe garrett wants to go join another crew or start another career path and you know something that's in the back of my head okay what if that happens you have to be prepared yeah. you got to put the boots back on the ground you got to get back to it and i think i know that but i think i don't focus on that because we're living in the now yeah and the now is you know we're never going to be any younger and you know, there's always going to be what if, what that, what that. But if you focus on that, it's taken away from the progress that can be made now. Yeah. What do you guys think about when you guys are looking at advancing? Um, I look at it as growth. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, as much as I enjoy being hands-on with the job, um, it is nice to you know, move into a different position. I look at it as moving up. So. Yeah, everybody wants to move up in life and, you know, you know, supervising exterior finishes now in year, a few years, you know, maybe it'll be a, a whole house rather than just yeah. exterior finish. And it's part of the growth and that's exciting and it gives you something to work towards, which is important. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I love seeing the growth within the company since I've started here almost two years ago. And uh, I think we're definitely taking a step in the right direction. I love working alongside with Mac. I learned so much uh, working with him, but uh the more that he's planning for the future, the the better our lives keep getting. Well, the more responsibility everybody has. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. his ownership now, right? That's right. Now yeah. You guys are all contributing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't ask you. Like, how did you guys all meet? Like, you started it, right, man? Yeah. Yeah. But how did you? So, where's two years ago with Taylor? But how did you guys all connect? And how did you guys get into the mix of things? Indeed. Strictly, indeed, really. Except for Zach. Well, yeah. Except for except for Zach. Wow. A few years yeah. back, I had a friend working for him. And um, I had come from just doing condos, so we would be on a site for, Ever. I think that one was three <laughs> years, yeah. And then once oh. that ended, um, I was off for, it was usually about a year with them, but um, with the pandemic just starting, um, I don't even know if their next site has started still. So it started off as temporary, I think. I was yeah. saying, yeah, I could use the work until, until I go back with them, and that just never happened. And then Jared? I, indeed. Just strictly indeed. Yeah. So you you saw a posting. Yeah. Well, what were you asking for, Mac? I was, I was just looking for a general car, uh, carpenter. Yeah. And uh, why don't we tell everybody's like kind of 
story. Yeah, that's what yeah. I wanted to try yeah. to get to, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so I was actually working in entertainment. Um, I was like a rigger, carpenter, and stage manager. That's funny. Yeah, and then uh, I was a grip way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Way back oh, in the day. Wow. <laughs> um, and then the pandemic hit, and I was off of work and needed to do something else. And options were to stay in Toronto or uh, move up to Muskoka. I threw out a bunch of resumes. Uh, Mac got back to me, uh, and I, lo- I loved the opportunity that in what he was working on and decided to move up to Muskoka and get started with him. And it's one of the greatest decisions I ever made. Were you IA or NABA? Uh, so I worked for uh, the Richmond Hill Center for the Performing Arts. So okay. we were we yeah. were actually QP because it was a city-owned uh, venue. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But you were always at one place. I was always, I, I did like, Which I was there convenient. for six years. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And Taylor? Um, I was an iron worker working here in Toronto. And, uh, 721? Yep. Um, and I had a woodworking business I started in 2017, which brought me to working with wood and uh, got laid off because of the pandemic as well um, and got in contact with Mac. And uh, I feel me getting into the woodworking, it was kind of always a plan to keep escalating that and to get to work with wood every day. And For wood or steel? Wood. Yeah? A little lighter. Easier <laughs> on the body. It's, uh, <laughs> Just working in Muskoka, you can't beat it. Yeah. I haven't been on one job site that's not on the water. Well, maybe one or two, but uh, there's been a few. Most of the time, you're the office. You're in cottage nice, country, eh? and yeah, yeah. You take you a little pause and just look out the window. That oh, hasn't yeah. been framed. All right, yeah. go for go for a swim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then your story. Um, I had been in carpentry for for quite a while. I did my apprenticeship out of um, out of high school. I did OEAP. So basically, after that, I had started framing. Um, this was over 10 years ago and then um between then and now i did using digital platforms in our industry is becoming more common especially among the young folks because it improves efficiency prevents mistakes and overall makes our lives as contractors easier this is why we partnered with connect team a platform built to manage train and communicate with your team Connect Team's desktop version gives managers a live overview of the business to track work hours, create schedules, make sure the business meets compliance, and so much more. Employees just download the app to their mobile to clock in and out, share safety reports, and get updates all in one place, ensuring they've got what they need to perform at their best. Connect Team has a free plan and a 14-day free trial. Try them today by checking out the link in the show notes. Kind of carpentry-specific jobs off and on. I work for my uncle. I was always construction related, so I was yeah. always kind of uh, gaining good knowledge from from doing that. And then uh, the condo was really when I got right back into framing, and now, now I'm with him. So I want to put Mac on the spot. What was the one thing that these guys said in the interview process that said to you, "I want to work with this guy. This guy belongs with our team." Uh, well, we'll start with Garrett. Um, I remember we were working at Port Carling Golf Club. And, uh, so Garrett, you know, we were looking for work. So Garrett said, look, I want to work. I want to work hard. You know, I said, okay, start tomorrow. Come meet me here. He was there. I pulled in at like seven fifteen. Garrett's sitting in his car, walks up to me. Garrett's a, a sweetheart. He's uh, you know, good, good soul. And, uh, I think it was just that initial meeting. Like I knew that Jer- Garrett was gentle and I thought that that was a nice fit for our team because, you know, I'm hard and muscled and go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm not a selfish individual. I, I, you know, I rely on 
my team and I know I can't do it alone. And I know my strong suits and I know, you know, some of my weak points. And, you know, when Garrett came in, I was like, kind of brought me down to life, you know, a little. <laughs> so, Good. so, and then with Taylor, uh, Taylor, Taylor reminded me of myself in the sense of like, this is what I want to do. Like, I'm ready. Like, let, like throw, me in the, <laughs> throw me in the fire. I'm ready to Put go. Put me in, coach. Put yeah. me in, coach. And <laughs> as soon as, you know, we met, um, it was like we connected right oh, away. For sure. Even the first phone call. Yeah. Like, I remember I followed his Instagram account from mine and because uh, we were going to meet after our phone call. And he goes, you the broke woodworker. All right. I think you're going to be a good fit for the team. And you can come up and meet me on site on Monday and uh, haven't looked back since. Yeah, I'm more of a, like, not so much of a phone conversation kind of guy. In person. I'm more oh, of yeah. a, okay, can you be here at this time? Yeah. And, you know, that's going to show me if you're prompt. If yeah. You can, you know, take a direction of going somewhere and meeting yeah. somebody. Simple. And, uh, you know, with, with these guys, it was immediate. It was like, okay, can you show up the next day? Yeah. Yep. And they both yeah, did. They're all looking for work. So, and they both did. Yeah. And then with Zach, Zach was, so Zach and I are from the same town, Milton. Okay. Um, didn't really know much about Zach. Zach's, uh, what, three, three years older than me? Um, 30, um, 34. Yeah. Monday. So four, yeah. So four years older than me. And, um, we had a, a, a friend, uh, Trevor, who was working for me at the time. And, uh, you know, Trevor was a kind of, uh, he, he wanted to work, but he didn't really know what he wanted to do. Okay. So, you know, I needed some help. So I said, you know, Trevor, um, actually, no, you know how to, it actually all started is I had, uh, Trevor introduced like, Oh, Zach's a carpenter. And I was like, you know what, bring him by our shop. Cause we had a half pipe, like a skate, oh, yeah. a half pipe at our shop. And Zach used to skate with Trevor. And then you came and you bought a paint sprayer off me. I did. And then that's the first time I met you. And then, uh, yeah, 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 that's how, that's how it all kind of started. And then he came over, he skated the half pipe and bought a paint sprayer off me. And, uh, and then I, we had a big job out in Flambro. It was uh, it's probably like a 5,000 square foot roof on ICF. And I was doing it with me and two guys. And I needed some experience on the roof. So I called Zach. And Zach's like, yeah, I'll be there. Showed up and... I don't think, like, we haven't looked back. No. We, we were, like, both up on the roof, jiving. It was just, like, right off the start, like, we, we were both carpenters. And, uh, you know, I think, I think our relationship just kind of went from there. Hit you it know? off right away. And Okay, so you lucked out with these three, but how many did you have to go through that didn't kind of connect? You know what? My employee turnover is not... Uh, it was pretty good? It's pretty... It's been pretty... Well... Bef before I, <laughs> when I was down in the city, I felt like I was going through a lot of people. Yeah. I didn't feel like a lot of people had uh, the integrity that I was looking for and, you know, showing up at nine o'clock on a job site. So you were doing the exact same thing. You were asking them to meet you at a certain site at a certain time. Yeah. And then they wouldn't show up. Yeah. Or exact, show up late. Exact same thing. And then, you know, you, you, when you're young and you're trying to go somewhere, you know, sometimes you trust some friends and, and all that, right? You know, you're building a business and, you know, friends in business don't necessarily work, right? So, yeah. 
So um, that's that's where you start. That's the pool. You that, think, well, they'd be able to help me, right? That's right. But that's not always the case. That's not always the case. So as soon as I, you know, kind of figured out that and, you know, understood myself, because, you know, I started carpentry pretty young. I was 16 and uh, I was doing the OSAP program, OYAP program. And uh, I was kind of lost when I started carpentry. You know, I was having a really hard time in school. At 16? Yeah. Which kid isn't? Yeah, I was having... <laughs> right? right? <laughs> I was having, yeah, really having a hard time. You know, I probably had some insecurities that, you know, I was acting out of. And um, so carpentry, I found carpentry and... and But who, like, somebody in the family, like, showed no, you? No, no, you just found it on your own. Uh, well, I was pulled into a guidance office with my family and told I was going to get kicked out of school. What'd and you do? I want to know, because I'll <laughs> tell you what I did. Uh, I, I, I got kicked out of two schools. Okay. Uh, uh, so I was going to high school in the States for freestyle skiing. Uh, I was a semi-professional, whatever you want to call it, freestyle skier. And then I got kicked out of that, what year? It's probably like 2011, okay. I'm going to say. And then I came back to school in Milton, and my transcripts didn't weren't the same. So I was supposed to be in grade uh, 11, had to go back to grade 10. Okay. And, um, you know, I started, you know, I was selling some pot and you know, doing doing Which high doing the, the kid did it, man. doing the thing that uh, you know rebel. I'm a rebel with those a are car. your early entrepreneur years. That's all they had. <laughs> yeah, so I was yeah. teaching you supply and demand and business oriented, <laughs> yeah. and, and you realized that you, Real needed, you needed better paperwork. And, <laughs> but it was paperwork that could be dissolved, so the authorities wouldn't be able to find it. Like shit like that. That's all normal stuff. But so you're pulled into the guidance, and I got a bunch of pamphlets thrown in front of my face. So they actually did talk traits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it's good it to was hear. A good fit for my personality. Okay. Go, 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 ADHD. So it's funny that both Zach and yourself, you guys mentioned OYAP. You guys know because you were coming from the, the theater side. And yeah. then Taylor, no OYAP. You went to the union, right? Yeah. But how was the OYAP experience with you guys? I I actually really enjoyed it. My uh, apprentice, he was, uh, his name is Richard Kokebacher. He's a Dutchman. Okay. Born again Christian. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just a really great leader. You know, he put me right in, right into the fire, you know, challenged me. And I think that was kind of what I was needing. You were looking for, yeah. I was needing that challenge that, you know, somebody saying, you can do it. Now go do it kind of mentality. And, man, he was awesome. I worked for him for five, five and a half years. So after the program, yeah. brought you on and kept you on. Right? Yeah, and then uh, what I did is, while I was still working for him, I was the apprentice, so, like, I was... If material needs to get picked up, I would go to the Milton Home Hardware. Yeah. And uh, Home Hardware's are privately owned. Yep. The gentleman at the time, uh, his name is Angelo. Um, so I would go in there a couple days a week. Uh, kind of had a relationship with the lumber desk guys. There's a guy named Fred there. He's funny little, funny little fucker. <laughs> funny little fucker. He's always chirping me and stuff. So uh, I ended up asking uh, Angelo for a job at the lumber desk. Okay. And so I would go to work, do my apprentice, and then I'd go work three days a week at the Milton Home Hardware. So what is this, at 18, 17? Uh, this is at nine. I was uh, 20 now. 20 now. Okay. 20 now. All right. So I was going to work, uh, 
7.30 to 4.30, going to work 5 to 9 at the Millenome Hardware. And then every other weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, uh, Angelo came up to me, said, you know, what do you want to do, like, after you're done all this? So he said, I, I want to start my own business. So Angelo said, well, here's my proposal for you. Go open a sole proprietor, provide me with WSIB, and you can be part of our home installs program. And that's where it all kind of started started, started for me back in uh, 2015. And, uh, you know, we were doing all decks, fences. Um, I got into the design side of back, Backyard Oasis. My mom's an interior designer, so I was kind of always part of, you know, seeing it growing up. Yeah. All that. And, you know, we won an award for one of the backyards we did with Azek Timber Tech. Um, and then it got uh, to... I uh, got my first opportunity to frame production houses in Barrie. Okay. And uh, I started framing three production ho- houses in Barrie for Bradley Homes. And I was traveling from Milton to Barrie every day. It's a bit of a commute. Oh, I was leaving at 5 in the morning, getting home at 7.30. Wow. Um, you know, at this time I was living in an apartment with a buddy of mine. That buddy of mine was working with me. It was It was a grind. And... You know, I learned a lot. It was tough because, you know, I was, that time I was 22, 20, 20, 20, 23. I was 23. What are you, you're 30 now, 31? Yeah, 30. 30, so eight years ago, not that long ago. Yeah, so I was uh, in there with my experience, which, you know, I thought was a lot, but it really wasn't, (laughs) you know, and uh, basically two buddies. We were framing production houses. And uh, it went well. It went all right. Learned a lot. I learned a fuck ton. A lot. A fuck ton. Yeah. Fuck ton. And then uh, I I met with a guy uh, named Scott Russell, uh, Fine Homes in Oakville and Burlington. And he's actually my really, my a good buddy of mine now. And uh, he's actually moving up north. And we're going to be building a cottage for him. But uh, um, he gave me my first custom home. And uh, he kind of worked alongside me as a kind of like a mentor to me. And uh, I think we've done six for him now. Wow. And it's where it all kind of started. And, you know, I had a shop and we were pre-making fence gates and this and that and building half pipes and partying (laughs) and living it up. And 26, living it up, got a little bit of money. (laughs) And... uh, and then I met my wife now, and uh, we kicked it off right right off the hop. Found out we were having a kid, and uh, you know I was kind of done with the city in a sense, just you know the hustle, the bustle. I, when I was ending in the city, like I was getting beat out like for seventy five cents a square foot, and I was just like, they were telling you this. They we, they went with somebody else because they were seventy five cents cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. And County uh, Blessings is probably not the client you want to work with. That's what my old man said. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we decided I had a couple jobs up north and I was just like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to do them. So uh, I headed up there at this time. Zach was working with me. Just starting. Yeah, just starting. And uh, head up there. We rented a a little uh, little bungalow house and wife came up. Zach, two other guys, Trevor, Anthony, and uh, it's 
kind of where it all started. Like I fell in love with it up there and, and just haven't looked back that much, you know, just made it happen, just made it happen and created some good relationships. I mean, what, like, like that company HLD, we, we do a lot of work for, um, a lot of young guys in that company and, you know, the, the management, you know, I'd say they're all 36 and under, and it's just like, we all click. We all click, and it's been going good. Good. What's, Zach, what's been your experience with Oliat? Um, it worked out well for me. I thought it was good to get a jump on it, and, um, yeah, just kind of avoid that first year of college. It covered such basic stuff, so it was really getting getting to work sooner was what really helped. And um, Was it an easy process to find a good placement, or did you guys just luck out finding that? Like, I, you found the... Uh, I think I lucked out. Okay, and then Zach. I was going to say the same thing. I, uh, I just the first guys I ended up with was a pretty good crew, so I I learned a lot with them. I mean, I had a kid join me, and he only made it half a day. Yeah, <laughs> he just said, that "You hard ass." No, he didn't want to come back. He was like, "I don't want to. This is not what I want to do." And he wanted to get into the union right away. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "You realize that." Carpentry union, you're building scaffold for the next year, yeah. right? For the next, that's, that's for the next year, oh, yeah. and, yeah. then, and then what are you doing after that? <laughs> Pulling nails at a form that, board. That's <laughs> what I mean. So I'm like, you want to do that? Okay, fine. That was it. But I was kind of disappointed. But no, be and then he was a guy that was following me for a while and wanted to be on the site and all this other shit. But I said, okay, fine. Yeah. Gave it a try. It's not always what people expect. Well, you never know what people are being pushed in their ear too, right? Like from their parents and true, like. You know, their friends, their network, yeah. You know, you never know. You know, some people, uh, some people, you know, they're frowned upon if they don't go to college and their families. Uh, and bullshit. I think that's bullshit too. <laughs> <laughs> like, that bullshit. doesn't mean anything. I got. A, we were talking about it on the way here, and like, yeah. you know, you know how I was kind of saying, you know, when I was younger, maybe I was acting like the class clown because of some issues I was having or blah, 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 wanting to be popular. And, uh, you know, you look at a lot of those people from your high school days today. What do you, what do you see? It's like those popular people. You're not seeing much. <laughs> you're not seeing much, man. I'm sorry, but you're not seeing much, right? Not, not all of them, but not I'm all just of them, saying yeah. a, a formal education that you paid six figures for isn't necessarily the answer to your future. No. I mean, it's it is to some, but yeah. the same way it is mm -hmm. to some for tradespeople. Mm -hmm. Like construction is the same way, right? And that's uh, being a father. So I have a son; he's two, and my daughter's one, and my wife's pregnant again. So we're gonna we're gonna have three kids. You're busy. She's a pork, <laughs> she's a pork chop man. She's kind of like you, ready for a family. <laughs> so. Not nothing like me. <laughs> nothing like me. I, I wanna. This has been good. We still got some time okay. here, but I wanted to ask all four of you guys: like, what's the first construction bone that comes to mind these days? I mean, construction is not always perfect. But is there something that's going on these days that's just kind of rattling your cage? Start with Jared. Jared, yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. Do you want any? You guys got one right now? Let me uh, think about it. I don't really have any um, the problems with it. I uh, I accept it for what it is. Um, obviously. I guess when we were talking about changes and stuff like that before, that can be a bit of a pain in the ass. But again, it's like that as part of the it's part of the part business. of the process. Yeah, part of the industry. Yeah. So, uh, I I just take it for what it is. 
enjoy it. Taylor? I think uh, up in Muskoka, they're leaning more towards what the home's going to look like, <clears throat> like uh, design aspects and everything like that, and not really considering the longevity of the home in some cases. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, my bone to pick would probably be um, – hmm, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like right on the tip of my tongue. It's a good one too. Something that happened recently? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we, without you getting in trouble, I don't want you to get in trouble. Um, I think it it's the how one bad contractor can ruin it for the good ones. Yeah, we had uh, experience uh, last year where um, we were built going to build a five thousand square footer. Machines show up on site. Show up. There's a lineup of trucks. Contractor filed for bankruptcy. Wow. Left every single hardworking person out to dry. Wow. Ruined every relationship. With a client. That guy ruined it for a lot of people. Yeah. So, you know, that Joe Schmo that comes in and ruins that relationship with their client, leaves a foul taste in that client's mouth. We're not all like that. No. No. That's the stereotype that's attached to the industry, right? That's definitely the stereotype that's attached to the industry. Like, you know, go to college, get a good job. Trades are a great job. You can make a very successful living in this industry it's hard work dedication yep. perseverance you know going taking the good with the bad the bad with the ugly sometimes you got to kiss the pig yeah you know so um yeah it's all those guys that think that this is so easy it's not it's like any industry yeah gotta so learn it. so that's that's my that's my bone to pick got it is uh you know and it, it doesn't bother me too much because I know what I stand for and I know what I represent, who I represent. And I think our clients definitely know that too because, you know, how much of our work is, resi- like, you know, we're coming back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's those people that leave that, that, that taste in those, those great clients' mouth. There's a lot of good people. But there's been a lot history. of clients lately that that's the first thing that is brought up as a conversation piece instead of What's your, that your credit. What's that cop podcast too? Like, it's also bad clients. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know there are, and you yeah. have the right to fire them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I I love hearing trades actually telling me that they fired a client, and the client is shocked that you can't do that. Yeah, I'm like, yes, we can. We can fire you if we want to fire you. Of course <laughs> we can. Yeah. See those tools that are in that corner? Yeah, I'm gonna pick them up. And if throw we don't them get shirt. along, we don't get along. Then yeah. you're gonna hire somebody else, right? But yeah, it's just yeah, it's just um. It's just the industry, man. It's just the industry. That's it. Uh, but it's also the way you look at it, too. You guys are looking at it a certain way, right? Which you guys are just moving forward, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still plans on building the team even further? Still looking at yep. more interviews? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Uh, but right now, I'm pretty happy with our foundation. So we got 10 employees in-house. Wow. Um, and then we've got uh, two sub-crews. So we Good roll. You guys, man. Everybody's about the same age as well. 
Yeah, pretty oh, much. Anybody got yeah. any gray hair? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got yeah. Uh, two 40 year olds. Uh, how old is he? He's, 40. he's 40. 40. Just three, 40, three, I think. 340. 340. 340. 340 year olds. <laughs> the old guys. The old guys. But no, they're great. The old guys. No, man. 40 year olds, man. <laughs> we got a good team, you know. Um, this year, more than ever, because of it's been hard to find the employees. I've looked to subcontractors. Makes sense. Um, and I, you know, I think I picked the right guys. I had a relationship with the team that I brought in, and you know, Anchor Construction, um, City Boys. Um, they've done work for me in the city. They want to do work up north. We had the relationship, same mindset, and I've got the work. Yeah. So, um, you know. It's hard to uh, keep everything in the house when nobody wants to work. Isn't it better, though, for your business? What, to hire a sub or to keep it? To sub it all out if you're getting so frustrated trying to grow the employee base, right? It definitely is. And what it's able you're able to do is kind of take that time. And, uh, you know, it's still a process for me, too, because I'm, I'm learning how to, how to deal with four or five jobs on the go. But I know that once it's dialed in, that time will be brought back and you'll be able to, to spend that more time with those, with those people and build yeah. those relationships. Yeah. But that's the process, right? Because when you're growing and you know, I'm, I'm still learning while I'm, while I'm growing, um, you know, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to, you're going to, um, do things differently next time. And, uh, you know, but I know it's all going to come back and that growth for me personally, will be exuberated into yeah. our, our team. So, Thanks, gentlemen. I want to do the 12 questions with all four of you. Let me just share the deets again. Uh, Taylor, Mac, Zach, and Garrett here from uh, Sustainment Construction, sustainment.ca, Mac at sustainment.ca, and on Instagram at sustainmentconstruction. Anything else you guys want to share before we get to the 12 questions? I think we talked a lot about stuff. Yeah, I think that was pretty good. I think that was yeah. fun. Sorry, good boys, for doing like most of the time. No, 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 no good. fine. I, I, when there's more than one person here, I like to share the mic and just send it out there. But yeah, no, you guys, you guys were good, man. It's all good. Perfect. Enjoy the golf later on today. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we'll just, I guess, we'll go around the room this way. Uh, what's your favorite construction word? I like doing mock-ups. Mock-ups. Yeah. That's a tough one. Never thought about a favorite word before, to be honest. Really? <laughs> a favorite word in construction? Mine's get the Portuguese planner. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have one, Zach? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not really. Nothing's come to mind? Fuck. That's been shared. That's been shared, Taylor. That's a good one. Uh, precise. Nice. What's your least favorite construction word, gentlemen? Uh, maybe it's a phrase, but uh, I can't see that from my house. Yeah, that one. <laughs> one. I got to agree there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to expand to that. I can't see that one from my house in Midland after 2-4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, failure. What turns you on in construction, gentlemen? Good timber framing. Ooh, nothing like that. I've always liked the just the problem solving. Satisfying when it works out. 
I like the getty up and go, you know, get up, go production, wake, production, wake up. I think these guys sometimes think I'm a little overwhelming, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but Taylor, uh, I like to see the progress daily. See what uh, is getting done. What was your favorite word? Precise. Yeah. You're going on all P's, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what turns you off in construction? Just like bad attitude on other trades and whatnot. Yeah. I was going to say kind of the same thing as well. Just kind of other people's attitudes sometimes. They're not always in it. It makes the day or breaks the day. Absolutely. Right? 100%. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, you know, other trades not cleaning up, not doing their part on sites. Yep. Getting blamed for it. Yep. Yours, Taylor? Uh, it's a hard one. Um, say, yeah, say, say petty. Yeah, basically agree with these two over here. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, the bad attitude. Yeah, bad attitude. Yeah. Or bad yeah. attitude. We all have a common goal, even though we're doing you know different aspects of the build. Of it's all a common goal. Let's work together. Yeah, that's construction, man. What's your favorite curse word, guys? Probably fuck. Yeah, that'd be the one I use the most, probably. Yeah. You damn bigot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cocksucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's a P curse word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you don't I, swear? You, you're an iron worker, man. Oh, I swear too much. <laughs> yeah. You add to the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? No. Uh, you like them all. Them the all, yeah. All of them. All of them. What's your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world, gentlemen? Favorite vehicle? <laughs> I, I, I like old wood boats a lot. I want, yeah. They are beautiful, man. They're beautiful. It's like a piece of furniture, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they do a boat show in uh, Gravenhurst every year, and it's one of my favorite days of the year. Is it all wood? All wood. All wood. Uh, yeah, mo it's like a wood and classic or antique boat show. Oh. So you'll get like, they have like century plus year old boats. And then they have like some, you know, newer, beautifully wood built boats too. It's, That's a sight. It's fun. Zach? I've never been like a big car guy or anything like that. Um, got the work truck now. I've been loving that. Bike? I don't know. Space uh, not shuttle? even that. Like, no? Space Planes? shuttle? Uh, well, I like traveling, so yeah, I like to fly, I guess. And no favorite vehicle? Nothing at all? E-bike? Uh, e <laughs> no, it, it wouldn't be that, I guess. <laughs> nothing? Yeah, nothing really. Like I said, I've never been into... I'll take a good old GMC square box pickup truck. Oh, yeah. Something with a, maybe a gun holder in the back window, but it's holding a fishing rod or something. <laughs> what Patina, color? Little, pa little patina. What color? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with blue. Blue. Yeah, my old man's got something like it, but it's uh, it's definitely my favorite. It's something I would like to have. Oh, by the way, you're an old man now too. Oh, two, <laughs> two kids coming <laughs> on three. Three, right? You're an old man. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, uh, an automobile. I would have to say a classic old four uh, four by four truck. I think if we're talking automobile, but I just bought talking a Sea Doo. Ford or what are you talking? About? Uh, I'm usually a Ford guy, but I just got a GMC. My girlfriend turned me over to the dark side. <laughs> How did that happen? 
Uh, I got to pick the last few vehicles that we purchased together. Oh, so that's how it worked. Huh? Yeah. But we just bought a Sea Doo, so I think that would have to be my favorite vehicle there you go. at yeah. this point in time right that's now. All it is. Yeah. Least favorite vehicle, gentlemen. <coughs> Tesla. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my least favorite vehicle. There's a few that have been mentioned on the show. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Toyota, uh, Toyota Camry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, like, I mean, I used to use, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I have a least favorite vehicle. There's been, like, Cube, smart cars, Tesla's been mentioned quite a bit. Yeah, I don't like, I mean, <laughs> like a, good, a Toyota Yaris. Like, oh, I hate Yaris. that. Do they still make that thing? No. So you uh, That's your least favorite yeah, vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> Zach? Ooh. Um, you like them all? <laughs> I don't like them all. <laughs> anything small, I guess. Like, I'm not really a fan of the, the smart cars and anything like that. Uh, so. Mac? Tesla. Tesla's? Mm-hmm. Dodge Ram. <laughs> I had a bad experience with the Dodge Ram before, and I would never buy another. But, but what did they say about that? Uh, Ram the father Dodge, or no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, dude! Hey, you know you gotta do it. You Join gotta your do true it. colors. That was no. new. Dodge the father, Ram the daughter. <laughs> yeah. uh, what construction sound or noise do you love? Um, the noise I love on the construction site. I guess uh, here. I mean, using the nailers all the time. I, I, it's nice getting getting a good rhythm going and stuff. Battery or pneumatic? Yeah, pneumatic, right? Pneuma- no, pneumatic, ninety percent of the time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just like I don't know. Silence. No, yeah. I never get silence. So it's a nice saw cut through some wood or something. I like find that. that the older the GCs, on, Zach, man. they find something. silence as a, as a really wonderful sound. Um, I can appreciate the silence when we get it, but yeah, just I don't know, like a good saw or something like that. And I can appreciate uh, that with every tooth broken. Uh, yeah, screen through wet wood. Not so much that. <laughs> get that too. Back. I'm going to go with uh, firing up a chainsaw to do some gain cutting. Uh, Since we're on the lake so much, I'd have to say the water. Ooh, that's a good one. The rain on the roof when you're working inside. That's right. Yeah. That standing <laughs> scene. Yeah. Yeah. Start falling asleep with that one. Yeah. Yeah, we're not, uh, we're not made out of sugar. No. <laughs> no. We were, we were working in the rain work, yesterday. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what construction center noise do you guys hate? Uh, usually cutting metal. Screams. Yeah. Compressors running all day. Um, I'm gonna say when there's no uh, there's no power on site and you're running a Jenny. That constant. Mm. Oh, that's mine. And then that saving grace of running out of fuel. Yeah. Oh, then you got to go off, come down <laughs> off the roof. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh fuck, there's no gas. <laughs> Call it a day, uh, Taylor. Uh, I'm gonna have to say the planer or multi-tool. Well, multi-tools are pretty. Yeah. yeah. What profession, gentlemen, other than your own, would you like to attempt one day? Uh, farming or market gardening. I was got into music at one point, so probably that. What instrument? 
Um, I was in school for guitar. Yeah. But I, I've done play drums, bass guitar. Nice. Did a bit of everything. Um, I personally never, never thought about that because I'm so invested in what I do and it's what I think about when I wake up and before I go to sleep. Um, so I haven't really thought about it, but you know, back in the day when I was uh, skiing, I was a ton of fun. So, uh, if that Did could you break anything, yeah, I've got a titanium shoulder. There we go. There's the story. <laughs> you didn't finish it. Yeah, that's usually the case. Yeah. So yeah. that was fun, man. That was fun traveling. The ski world's pretty interesting. Of, eh? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, Taylor, I'd have to say content creation. Like, uh, but fortunate that I get to work with Mac because he allows us to do some of that while we're working. Nice. So. Nice. Uh, Show off. Win-win. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Teach people. What profession would you guys not like to do? Sitting behind a computer all day, whatever profession that is. <laughs> going to say a desk job, yeah. It's I don't think I could do it. Uh, Got to go with a desk job. Yeah. yeah. Or selling cars. Selling cars. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes that guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm against a desk job, too. Desk job. Last question, gentlemen. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? By that look, Mac obviously didn't send these questions to you guys. No. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I, I fucking did. I did. I did. I did. It's like, where the I fuck are like, all these was questions e- coming from? I was from? expecting I'm to be a little bit of like, so What's the length of a two-by-four? No, yeah. no, man. This is a construction life. Uh, I know. It gets a little deep. What was that question? Question? If heaven exists, what would you guys like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You made your mistakes, but your mistakes didn't make you. Jared? That's a, Jared, lot, sir. That's a lot deeper than I, what I was going to go with. Just <laughs> <laughs> a cold beer or something like that. <laughs> that's pretty deep, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but that's pretty deep. Sharing a beer with God? Yeah. That's yeah. actually pretty good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> a shot of whiskey yeah. or something. Something. Yeah. At that. Take a pickle back with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Taylor? Uh, yeah. Just welcome. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, just made it. kick back now. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Relax. Gentlemen, thank you so much, man. Absolute pleasure having you guys in the house and you're just talking construction, man. Thank you so much, Wish man. you guys all the yeah, best. Thank you. And uh, I'm sure thank the work is going to continue. Do, continue doing the great work, guys. Most yeah. definitely. It shows. It totally shows, yeah. right? So. Thanks for uh, letting me bring the team. Yeah, and, always. Uh, I know when I, know I first spoke to you, you were like, how many can I bring? And I was like, I can max out. Yeah, I think I want to do another one with you and bring sure. uh, Lethan from Manulift. Okay. Um, just talk about... Yeah, like you mach- mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, just talk about machines and no, for sure, totally. how they've uh, been innovative in our business and... Um, yeah, yeah. I, I like the color of their machines, man. The green, yeah. 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 It's the Hulk and the Green Goblin. You can tell when they get stolen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also yeah. track them. Yeah. Uh, check them out, everybody. It's sustainment.ca, and you can reach Mac at mac at sustainment.ca, and on Instagram, it's sustainment construction. I think that's it, man. Thank you, man. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks Thank so much, you. Angeline. Thank you. We're out of here. Thank you.